Boris Kronowski and Alison Brown are a couple that were brought together by a compass. They've traveled the world in search for the joy that they receive from a sport called orienteering. Now they're at the University of Montana, where they built their own Missoula team, Grizz Orienteering, or Grizz O, in the fall of 2020. Tompkins, and this is your Kynecast for the week of February 20th. Boris Gronovsky was born and raised in Moscow, Russia. His father introduced him to orienteering at a young age. It's a pretty big sport in Europe, and his father was orienteering long before Boris was alive. Get uh, events with you know hundreds and thousands of participants, and so I was exposed to, uh, exposed to it as a kid. Uh, my dad was doing it back in the in the 60s and 70s, and so I, I really had no choice. But what is orienteering? Orienteering is a timed competitive sport where participants attempt to find the best paths to take to get to checkpoints. Orienteering is a sport that involves uh, using a map and compass to navigate across uh, unknown terrain and find any number of checkpoints that are out there. And the beauty of it is that you can run, you can walk, you can take it as a recreational activity or as a competitive sport. And the route that you choose between the checkpoints is up to you. Before you begin your race, every athlete is given an electronic chip that you wear like a ring on your finger. Do you remember those little flashlights that you would wear on your finger that you would get for selling those chocolate bars or cookie dough in elementary school? The electronic chip is basically the same thing, but way more advanced. When a competitor finds a checkpoint, they put their chip up to it and it registers via GPS that you were there. It also keeps track of how much time it took you to get from checkpoint to checkpoint. These times are also known as splits. Once everyone has their maps and their chips, small groups start getting to the starting line. Competitors do not begin the races at the same time. The starts are staggered. If there are too many people in one area trying to make their way to the same objective, it's too easy to just follow someone else's path. The goal of orienteering is for you to make your own decisions on what path is the best and how you want to get there the fastest. This might mean that you run up the mountain instead of going around it, or you veer off the trail to save some time. Then, you have to find your way back to the starting point. Remember, all you have to do all of this is your map, your compass, and your wits. Back to Gronovsky. He began orienteering with his father at the age of nine and has never looked back. There's just something about it that hooked him. Gronovsky has traveled the world competing in countless orienteering competitions. He spent time competing in the Czech Republic, Canada, Scandinavia, Slovenia, and many more countries. According to the International Orienteering Federation, he has competed in over 50 international orienteering competitions between 2007 and 2017. But one of the most important places he's ever competed is in Sweden. Not only is Sweden the birthplace of orienteering, it's also where he met Alison Brown. Grunowski was in Sweden working on his PhD in mathematical biology. Brown was working on her chemistry postdoc in the same area. They met online, and Brown says that it was love at first sight. Brown has a very different upbringing compared to Grunowski. She was born and raised in Missoula, Montana. She grew up without ever even hearing the word orienteering until she met Grunowski. She found out very quickly that this new sport had to find a place in her life if he was to be a part of her future. And it became very clear that if we were going to make it as a couple, that it was going to be a very 
very part, a very big part of my life. Um, luckily, well, I don't know if luckily is the right word, um, because it just, it just was, it ended up being something I really loved doing. And so because I really loved doing it, it ended up that we could, um, we could be together. Gronowski is now 43 and a former member of the United States Orienteering Team. He has competed with many other teams, including the first American team to compete in the epic Tiamilia race in Sweden, or the Tenmila race. This is a 10-man relay that spans the whole day and an entire night. You know, we ran and we um, uh, performed well, and I just remember you know, running through the night, and I had kind of the longest night leg, and it was just two and a half hours of running in the darkness with a, with a headlamp, with lots of other headlamps around you, but you know, people all going different directions because they all had different courses. And it was just this like euphoric, epic experience that I think is sort of a, a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Gronowski and Brown eventually settled into a life of working in Washington, D.C. together. During this time, they also had a daughter, who was now six years old and a young orienteer. Even though they were more rooted into a life in D.C., they still competed in orienteering competitions wherever they could, whether it be locally or nationally. When COVID struck, the couple retreated to Brown's hometown of Missoula, Montana, to escape the energy of the big city. We were sort of temporarily here, but kind of starting to, to like it and kind of deciding whether we wanted to kind of settle down in, in Ali's hometown. And the biggest uh, kind of deal breaker for me was that there was no, no orienteering club in existence. So Ali said, well, let's start one. So we did. Uh, and, you know, because it's such a big part of our lives, it seemed like we would want to, it was something that we wanted to share with the community here and, uh, and bring it to, to Missoula. The community that Gronowski and Brown created has far reach. Meet Jan Lowenstein, an 18-year-old exchange student from Switzerland who has been orienteering since he was 10 years old. Here at the University of Montana, Lowenstein has mostly been taking freshman general education classes because he hasn't quite settled on a major yet. Lowenstein is living with Brown and Gronowski while he is here in the U.S. Because of Gronowski and Brown's prolific traveling for orienteering events, they ended up meeting Lowenstein's aunt and uncle in Switzerland. When Lowenstein was looking for a place to take something like a gap year after high school, his aunt and uncle suggested the Grizz O creators. Boris met my uncle 20 years back, and they got pretty good friends and over time, they just kept on having contact with each other, and Ali, uh, Ali also is a pretty good friend with uh, my, my uncle and aunt. But they all knew each other thanks to the sport of orienteering from before, and that's actually also through like the people. My aunt, my aunt and uncle are the people I asked um, if they if they knew any good place or people that I could uh, could go to for my gap year, and they they just said, oh yeah, there's these people out in Montana. Lowenstein loves still having access to the orienteering groups so far away from home. He also says that he loves having Gronowski and Brown around to keep him on his game when it comes to orienteering and map making. I help with uh, the organization of, of some events. I've been involved in map making, like just cre- creating the maps around here. And yeah, just volunteering in general, like giving giving some of my time and energy. And I think I myself, I'm, I'm learning uh, out of it too, because uh, it's just how to, how to organize an event. Grizz O, and orienteering in general, has connected many people who wouldn't have met under different circumstances. It also allowed people to expand their knowledge of things that they did as a kid while not realizing that it was a sport. Calvin Olson is a Grizz O member and the coach of the Grizz O youth program. He is a second semester nursing student at the Missoula College. 
He says he started orienteering when he was a Boy Scout, but didn't really know that that could turn him into a competitive athlete. He says that there's not only an athletic aspect to orienteering, but also a mental aspect. Orienteering is is kind of like an intersection of a lot of my interests, but I really enjoy just being in the woods and hiking first off. That's like one of my uh, primary, like, you know, I've always been a hiker, a biker, a skier. Um, and then this adds a sort of uh, like intellectual aspect to that where you have to chart your own path and you have to really understand topography and other map reading skills. Um, that I have a huge interest in, and so it really puts those skills to the test for me uh, and shows me just how how well I actually understand maps. Olson says that without Grizz O, orienteering would be a lot more difficult to get to. Before Grinovsky and Brown started Grizzly orienteering, the closest place to orienteer was in Spokane, Washington. Olson would make the hours-long drive to and from Spokane whenever he could find the time in order to orienteer recreationally and competitively. In Missoula, the team usually competes and trains at Lubrecht Experimental Forest, which is much closer to home. A big thing about Grizz O that stands out to Olson is how evident that this is a passion project for the co-creators of the team. He says that the love Gronovsky and Brown have for each other and the sport is very evident. They do have a lot of help. They have a lot of people that volunteer a lot of hours, but at the moment, I think without them, it would not be able to exist. But they both love it so much um, that they're, they're so invested in it. Uh, they're willing to put in, which is like just a ungodly amount of hours into making sure that it continues to run. And, you know, I'm very thankful for that. I try and do everything that I can to, you know, take things off of their shoulders. Uh, I just really appreciate it. And I know that I'm not the only one that's like that. Gronovsky and Brown started a community of athletes in Missoula, and they started that through their love for each other and the love of orienteering. They are passing on their love through their Grizz O and their Grizz O youth program members, as well as their own daughter. They plan to continue growing the program and competing wherever and whenever they can. Brown says that orienteering has brought her some of the most amazing people and moments of her life, and she loves sharing that with her teams and family. I was on a course, but I remember kind of hiking up to the top of this ridge on my way from one control to another, and because I'm not competitive, I get to take a breath and I get to just look around and the surroundings were just phenomenal. And I have this type of an experience a lot where I say to myself, oh my gosh, look where I am. No one gets to do this, right? Nobody just goes off trail and gets to just walk along the mountains of the Alps. Nobody does that, right? And this, and it was just the the flowers, the scenery in the background, the blue sky, the clouds, the the colors and the shapes. That it was just like those types of images get burned into my mind. Currently, Grizz O has more than seventy members and has a competition roughly once a month. But they often end up putting on a second one a month. Their next event is on March eleventh for members of the team, but the next public event is April fifteenth at Soft Rock Creek. In other news, read about all the topics being discussed at the Black Solidarity Summit celebrating Black history and achievements. And in arts, 
ACDA Dance Benefit Concert returns for its 20th year anniversary. And finally, in sports, read about the story of Grizz basketball senior Josh Vasquez. If you are interested in learning more about any of these stories and many others, head to our website at www.montanakaiman.com. For this week's Kaiman Cast, I'm Melissa Tompkins. We'll see y'all next week.